I'm trying to be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'ma feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the blunt, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you wipe your baby boo-boo? Now welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. Now welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make pops laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. Is that the fridge making this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, what is that sound? Fucking chopper going by. Wow, that is terrible timing for that, whatever that sound is. I guess so. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can't hear that. No, they can. <clears throat> that's, that's the fridge. And there goes the ice dropping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, you guys, our mics uh, must be really good. And the house is like empty. So uh, anyways, welcome back. Welcome back to the uh, Trying to Parent podcast. Trying to Parent episode number 11. And uh, we have a special guest in town, the one, the only, Charlene King. <laughs> the mom. The mom. <laughs> DJ Horn. Welcome, mom. Yep. So happy that you're here with us. Happy to be here. It is Sunday the 15th. We're back on doing Sunday podcasts, but uh, it's been a little while since our last one. Yep, the last one was, uh, we believe, January 3rd. January 3rd. And on our last episode, we were just talking about, I think the, the next day, we were going to our first doctor appointment yep. to check out, you know. The first prenatal appointment to make sure that everything was going to, you know, was going okay. Yep. So pick up from there in a second. But uh, you know where to find us on social media. Let's get social with social media. We have drops on this show, Mom. So there's <laughs> yeah, drops for certain things. <laughs> Sean loves his drops. It helps set the mood. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, social media. Trying the number two parent on uh, Instagram. Instagram and Facebook. Um, we are not recording today, um, but normally you can see our lovely videos on YouTube at trying space, the no- number two space parent. And then our email is trying the number two parent podcast at gmail.com. And as always, with the voicemails, please, we're actually really going to need this stuff. Uh, as these come out and you start hearing this because <clears throat> we re- we need some words of encouragement and just some, you know. You know, if uh, you can relate in any way or if you have any tips or tricks or yeah, we would, knowledge we would or... Love to hear those. So you can either text them in or you can call us and leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the podcast and... Three six zero four five zero 
5008. Nope, definitely call us. Definitely. So, give us a call. We'd uh, (laughs) love to hear from you. Uh, Alrighty. So. Uh, Sorry uh, if you guys hear echoes. Our room is basically empty. Um, We have high ceilings. Yeah, we're doing this in the living room and... It's totally empty, and the popcorn ceilings are now gone, which probably provided a little <laughs> bit of cushion. Yay. But thank God those are gone. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, there might be a little echo here. Luckily, we put down this little rug, but I don't think that's going to do much. Anyways, so we've got some uh, unfortunate news. Yep, so um, what a fourth... Uh, Wednesday, January 4th, um, Sean and I, you know, went, went to our, uh, appointment here in Arizona, our first prenatal appointment. I, um, we went in, we had the ultrasound followed by the actual doctor's appointment. Um, so we went in at like eight 45 in the morning and, uh, we went into the ultrasound room. Um, and the technician was doing the ultrasound and, you know, I don't know, something just didn't feel right. Um, and she said that the baby, I should have been 10 weeks, five days at that point. They said that the baby was measuring at seven weeks, five days. So she was doing the, the ultrasound thing just over the stomach or over the uterus, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, all right, you know what? Let's, can't get that great of an image here. Let's go ahead and do the vaginal Vaginal look ultrasound yeah they were doing the topical um and then she's like yeah i see something in there um but it's not really that clear so let's go ahead and do the vaginal ultrasound so um you know she stepped out at that point i think i started to tear up because i made a comment that my best friend had a miscarriage and so i knew it was possible and um you know obviously you don't really expect those things to happen to you, but you know that they're out there and it's a possibility. So she came back in, she did the vaginal ultrasound. Again, she said around seven weeks, five days, um, no heartbeat, obviously. And at that point we were expecting to be 10. Yeah. 10 weeks, five days, 10 weeks, five days. Mm -hmm. So you could just tell she, you know, I'm sure that's a very awkward part of their job and, you know, Cause I was like, there's, you know, obviously no heartbeat is there. And she's like, uh, no, I'm not, not seeing one. Um, you know, so Sean and I are just, you know, holding hands and they have the screen up where I could like, it's directly in front of my face. So I was just like staring at the ceiling. You know, I didn't want to look at it anymore. I feel like I was looking at the screen and I kept seeing her go over where the baby and from the very little bit I know about ultrasounds and everything, I knew like, oh, I should be expecting to see like a little flutter, flutter. of whatever, flutter of light, whatever Heartbeat it is. Heartbeat or just movement of the baby. And yeah, and then you can tell when the way that they're like, she was like acting, um, that she kind of knew. So it was very shitty, but, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about this among, among other things because we know that we're not the only people that have gone through this type of thing before and you know uh, 
we have many people that are close to us that have kids now that have gone through similar things or other people that we love that are still struggling to try and have kids for whatever reason. So we found ourselves in a little tough situation and, uh, you know, a, a shitty start to the beginning of the year. Not only did our tenants trash our fucking house, but, you know, we lost what we thought was going to be our baby. Yep. And um, so since we don't have, a, you know, since I don't have health insurance here in the States, I was going to a low cost clinic. Um, they were super, super nice. Um, we went from the ultrasound room to the other doctor's room. And that doctor was just very like, I'm so sorry. You know, it's going to be okay. But you know, take this time to grieve. Like I almost feel like maybe we weren't showing <laughs> enough emotion or something where she was just like, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. Obviously we were, you know, very upset. Um, I try not to cry in front of people I don't know. So I save it all for as soon as we walk out the door. Um, but so they, their office had just the limited ultrasound. So they referred me to a, um, the ultrasound imaging company here in Phoenix um, she said I could probably get in the same day to do a diagnostic ultrasound. So we went, you know, that po- appointment was in the morning. And then later that night, I went to the other ultrasound clinic to get another one done where they could really, really tell and make sure that everything else was okay in there. And um, let me tell you, those people did not have <laughs> the same bedside manner that the people at the first place did. No, they're like, why are you here? I'm like... I found out today that my baby stops growing and they're just like, oh, okay, have a seat. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, okay. okay, well, this day has been great. Um, and then so at, at that point, because my body obviously stopped developing the baby almost three weeks prior, it hasn't realized that it needed to expel it. So I was referred to a third office um, here that work with people that have you know, no insurance or just kind of low cost. And, um, so I, I went there on Friday. So they took blood on Wednesday at the first office. And then at this, this new office who they transfer like high risk patients to this office. Um, I went there, they did more blood. She was like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to wait for your body to expel it? Or do you want basically the second half of the abortion process and the medication and help your body expel it? And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to, you know, get it out, move on, um, try again. Because the lady did tell us some, what we thought was fairly decent news at the time, which was like, hey, you could... So I, I'd asked Amanda, I'm like, all right, well, how long is it going to take before we could potentially get pregnant again? And she thought, you know, maybe two to three months is what she told me. And then the lady actually clarified with us and she's like, no, basically you can, you know. As soon as you ovulate. Yeah. Which could be, you know, two weeks from now. So that was a little bit of a silver lining in the whole thing. But, you know, as things progressed, we kind of got. I guess worse and worse news where we thought it was simply just like, oh, something went wrong. Yeah. A normal miscarriage because they happen like 25% of the time, you know, one in one in four, very common. Um, Before we get into that, mom, have you ever dealt with that? Did you ever have to go through 
any miscarriages? Was there supposed to be another Sean or Samantha? <laughs> yes, actually, I did. Oh. Um, but it was uh, earlier uh, in your dad and I's relationship. And yeah, it was a very frightening, scary thing and very sad. Um, but luckily it did happen very early. Mm -hmm. So uh, then after that, we were blessed with Samantha. So it wasn't a long time in between. Okay. Yeah, that's the two things. Yeah. And normally when people miscarry, you know, the fact that they're able to get pregnant is a really good sign. Yes. And then normally it doesn't. For the most part, I don't think it happens back to back to back. Obviously, there, there are cases where it does happen, but I don't feel like that's super common. You know, if you can, you know, most people go on to have a healthy pregnancy afterwards. At yes. some point, so. And that was kind of our thought originally where it was like, all right. Is that Nina breathing? Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought I heard somebody <laughs> snoring down there. And that was kind of our Not me. <laughs> heavy mouth breathers. Um, that was our thought originally where it was like, all right, you know, this happened. It really sucks. But at least we know we can get pregnant. We know that there's no issues there. And, you know, we just have to keep trying and it'll happen. And then, what, you went to another appointment? Yeah, so at, at the... At the first doctor, I told her that I had negative blood. And then when I went to the doctor at the other facility on Friday, the ones that gave me the pills, which they gave them vaginally, by the way. I, I, had, I don't know if that's... I never heard of in them being... but And she put four pills inside me, and that caused me to expel the baby. I've definitely um, heard of like butt chugging and taking <laughs> drugs up your ass, but... Never heard of taking <laughs> pills vaginally. So. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. She said it helped with nausea and all that stuff. So um, they do blood at that appointment. So that was Friday. So then I, you know, blood over the weekend, which thank God Charlene was here because we had so many projects to do. So uh, Charlene, you got here Thursday morning. Yeah. You got here the day after, after we, we found, found out. out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, we told you then and. Um, oh, and then the horrible news. Well, at the time it was the horrible news. The guy, um, Damar Hamlin, oh, the Jesus. player for the Bills, uh, suffered the cardiac, you know, cardiac arrest, arrest, on, arrest the, on the field, yeah. which was the day after. Thir yeah, Thursday. Yeah, and we're yeah. just like, God. Like, <laughs> you know, so that was really sad to see, and we already felt sad. If you're hearing this now, obviously he's had he's a full okay. recovery, yeah. and he's good but yeah that was very out and walking around yeah upsetting. Uh, but yeah i was just kind of like ah oh, damn ah oh, damn damn yeah. one thing after another um anyway so on monday i had to go back in for another blood draw so the reason i'm doing all these blood draws is that they have to monitor my hcg levels to make sure that they're going down my hcg levels were fairly high even though the body or the baby had stopped developing um you know three weeks prior my hcg levels i think were one hundred twelve thousand. On Wednesday, on Friday, there were 80,000. And then by Monday, um, which is when I had to go back into the doctor, they were, gosh, I don't like super low, like maybe 8,000 or something. They dropped oh, significantly. Wow. Explain what that means. Explain what those so, yeah, levels so are. The, so the HCG is what makes a positive pregnancy test. So as soon as you conceive... And it's 
it's a yeah it's a hormone um so as soon as you conceive your body develops the placenta and the placenta creates this hormone called hcg it has to be a certain level for a pregnancy test to pick it up and then over the the first 10 weeks of pregnancy it doubles every single day so the higher your hcg there's a range that you you typically um see that's normal but that range is literally like 10,000 to 100,000 so I had an HCG test done December 15th and I was within the normal range, but the baby was actually still developing at that time. Um, normally when you miscarry, the HCG levels start to go down, but mine were still going up because my body didn't realize that I had miscarried. So my placenta was still producing hormones at a normal level. That's why I still had the sore breast and stuff like that. Um, For a second, I honestly thought we had a zombie baby or something they told us like <laughs> no it's gone i'm like but the levels are still going up are you sure yeah my lack yeah. of knowledge about any of those type of things but yeah it's like maybe there's a chance there's no. well, there was no chance yeah. um but yeah so they just want to make sure that my levels are going back down because if they track them to when they're basically zero the next time we get a positive pregnancy test it's because there's a new pregnancy not hormones left over from the old pregnancy so they're just monitoring um you know every couple days to make sure that they're going down like they're supposed to so i went in to get the blood draw on that monday and then they called me again a couple hours later and was like oh crap you have negative blood you're supposed to take this shot within three days within 72 hours she has negative blood and sean has positive blood yes yes so um we had to go into well oh, welcome here. to the <laughs> double the problems now we have two dogs in, in the here. house and callie thinks it's a good idea to get some water um anyways so i had to go in and get this shot it's called a rogam shot it is basically whenever your your negative blood has opportunity to mix with positive blood you need this shot so that way your body doesn't produce antibodies that will attack the baby in a future pregnancy what'd you say it was called rogam okay <laughs> i just it sounds like rogaine or something yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't hear you originally <laughs> yeah the rogam um it's a very common thing um Normally, the shot is super, super good at preventing your body from creating the antibodies. It, you know, my mom had to have it with my brothers because my brothers have positive blood. I have negative blood just like my mom. So um, she, I think she probably had a shot early in the pregnancy. And then after she delivered, you give the baby another blood test to figure out if they're positive or negative. And if they are positive, then you get another shot within three days of the blood mixing. Um, Anyway, so I went to that office. The last shot that they had happened to be expired. So I had to drive like almost 30 minutes to another office. And then I sat there for like an hour and a half and so I can get this other shot. Um, and then a day or two later, the very first doctor that I had went to, the ones that told us that we miscarried in the first place, I was in Home Depot and she called me and she was like, hey, you have antibodies. I faxed him to ValleyWise, which is the, the other doctor's office I went to. She's like, I faxed him to him um, first thing this morning because we got the results super late last night. And I'm over here like, lady, that was a whole week ago. Like, they've already done different. Like, I already received my shot. And she's like, no. But what does that mean exactly that you've had 
that you had antibodies. Explain that. So that's a part where I still have a lot of research left to do. I left a voicemail um, at Valley Wise, which was the place that gave me the pills. Um, they're supposed to be taking over the brunt of, of my doctor's appointments now. Um, I looked on their blood results chart, like under my chart or whatever, and theirs also had the same information. It said negative blood, I'm A negative, but it, it said antibodies positive. And then there was another test result that said anti-E alloimmunization. So this is the part where I'm waiting for them to call me back because I don't necessarily know enough about what the anti-E means exactly, but the high level overview that both doctors gave me, the, the very first one and Valley Wise, is normally you take the shot to prevent the antibodies, but I already have the antibodies. And I don't, I don't know how I got them. I don't know how I got them. And so you did talk with the, <clears throat> the other, I guess the doctor lady that you saw and she told you some things like, well, this is what she was like. This is a problem. Um, when you and your mom went, cause didn't she bring up like, Oh, well you're, might have to adopt or you're going to have to have this or that done. Like. Yeah. So I had received the phone call that I had the antibodies from the first clinic the day before my follow-up of the abortion pill. You're supposed to have a follow-up to make sure that everything has cleared out of your uterus so that way you're able to get pregnant again. So I said, okay, well, I'll bring this up with them in my appointment tomorrow. Sean had some work calls that he could not reschedule. So my mom came with me to my appointment and so I, this is what kind of frustrated me because the doctor, I, they already had my blood results in my chart on online, but I don't think she looked at them because she didn't know that I had antibodies. And so I said, Hey, I got a call from a to woman yesterday. They told me that I had antibodies and they faxed over the results and without even looking at anything, because if she looked, she would have been able to see that I had the anti E and I don't know what that means and I can't get them to call me back. So this is where, this is where things kind of get fuzzy. So I was like, okay, well, I was told that I have the antibodies and based on my own research, that is telling me that my body will attack the baby if it has positive blood. And this is probably why I miscarried. And she was like, yes, that is correct. And I said, well, what can I do? You know, is there just monitoring that has to be done or you know what are my options here and she was just straight up like you could get a donor that has negative blood or you could adopt how is that the fucking like <laughs> option yeah how is that the answer yeah and she was just like well you're gonna have to go to a genetic specialist um she was like you're gonna have to go to genetic specialist or an infertility doctor um and you know kind of figure out she's like I'm not a specialist so I can't give you all the answers but this isn't this isn't a good thing and I was like okay well isn't there a way to 
isn't there a way to like monitor the baby's blood type while I'm pregnant or something? Like, can't you just monitor the damage that I'm doing to the baby? So kind of a, a step back here, me having these antibodies literally does nothing to me. It doesn't hurt me in any way. I don't have any side effects. I literally, I'm fine. It's the baby. My body will attack the baby's red blood cells and the damages range from anemia to needing a blood transfusion while still inside of me to needing a blood transfusion as soon as it's delivered to brain damage. It really depends on the level of my antibodies throughout the pregnancy and how much they attack the baby, which obviously you can't figure out until you're in the middle of it. And that I think that what makes it scary, you know? And I, I just totally didn't understand like when you were telling me this and relaying this information to me and whatnot, there's 8 billion people plus in the world. How oftentimes are people with not the same blood types or maybe incompatible blood types having babies together? I feel like there's got to be majority of places all over the world where people aren't getting their blood tested before they're having babies. Yeah, they're not getting program shop to prevent it. So like there has to be other avenues for us to have, you know, kids and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, if we could very easily, you know, being that I'm 33, I guess, I mean, I'm a little older, but I'm still Man, you're 33. I thought you were like 57. I know. I feel <laughs> Ooh, all right, my, we got some time. My knees feel 57 today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, ha- you know, we have enough time where if we wanted to try to get pregnant again, maybe that baby will be negative and maybe everything will be okay. But it's just, you know, it's just kind of hard to say. So we need to talk to someone who really knows what they're talking about and, you know, get the more accurate information. Maybe the, the anti E is better. Because I, when I try and Google, there's a whole bunch of different, there's anti-A, B, C, D, E. So maybe this one is the one that's a little less damaging to the baby. I don't know. And the fact, you know, I can't get them to call me back um, yet. I do have to go in tomorrow for yet another blood draw. But, dude, <laughs> the amount of blood that I'm bleeding and the amount that I'm giving on these blood tests, I have just been, like, I feel like I'm dying. Like, <laughs> I'm so lightheaded sometimes when I move around. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just lost like gallons of blood. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if anybody likes to be poked with needles or anything like that. But I don't. Gosh, it's luckily all I'm thinking to myself is, hey, isn't this what you have to be doing when you're pregnant anyways? Like, aren't they going to be poking you a lot and shit when you're pregnant? Yeah. Because they got to be doing all these different tests and making sure everything's good here and good there. Yeah. Especially in our case, that will definitely be. The norm for me. Extra pokes. And I made sure to bring some nice red wine to help (laughs) replenish (laughs) the red blood because it does really do, you know, good for you, you know. (laughs) Plus, it makes you feel a hell of a lot better. So, you know. The blood of Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, this is a very unfortunate, you know, circumstance that we find ourselves in and it really sucks and we were talking about all right after we you know mourned and went through that whole process we're like all right well maybe there's some people out there that we know that are going through something similar whether it just be you know uh, 
losing a baby through miscarriage or whether it be more difficult circumstances like we find ourselves in. Um, Cause we talked about, Hey, how do we put out the podcast? Like, how do we, how yeah, what we, do we do? What now? do we do from here? Because we have to go back through the process of trying to get pregnant. And then the whole thing is like, you know, you don't tell people until a certain amount of time and all that jazz. But what do we do? Do we just bank episodes or do we put out the podcast yeah. and, you know, let people know just like, hey, we're not pregnant. We obviously thought we were pregnant. As you listen to the show, you'll hear us go through that phase. And then you'll also hear us find out that we're not pregnant and you'll learn about the struggles that we're going through. And then, you know, we mentioned before how fan driven the show is. So you'll be able to reach out to us and give us some, not saying advice, but, you know, maybe some you know, words of encouragement or success stories or, yeah, whatever, you know. whatever it is, maybe you're able to relate to us because you went through similar things. So we were thinking about not putting out the podcast and then we decided like, Hey, we just need to let people know, like, this is something that we're trying and you know and i think i could use the support too yeah definitely i definitely agree because i feel like my body is against me right now and it's very upsetting yeah and on top of that it's been just like a rough start to the year and we really enjoy when we do this podcast together and stuff because we get to sit here and hang out and talk to each other and shoot the shit and talk about our highs and talk about our lows and all the good stuff that we're looking forward to. So part of our story was obviously becoming parents and parenting in a different country, Mexico at this point, but that's still part of the plan. And so this was going to be a parenting kind of slash traveling slash traveling while parenting podcast. Mm -hmm. And since we're still leaving for Mexico here in a few weeks, we are still going to be talking about the process and everything that it was like to, <clears throat> excuse me, get to the point that we're at now and then get down to Mexico. I mean, there's still a lot of adventure and things to be had and a lot of awesome stuff to look forward to that we want to talk about that maybe not specifically has to do with parenting, but has to do with the grand scheme of things, the big picture, which is, you know, parenting in a different country and raising our kids there. Yeah. And one thing I think you guys can take from this and use, utilize, is to have people let you know what their experiences are. And there might be someone out there listening that has direct knowledge of this type of situation. I always thought when my husband and I got married, almost 40 years ago, when they did the blood test for us, I thought it was to find out if our blood was compatible. But my mother, who is 93, told me, no, Charlene, they do the blood test because they want to find out if you have any diseases. Sexually transmitted can, diseases yeah. or anything that's hiding in your... In your DNA, DNA that, that could be... hasn't come yeah. to the forefront and right. shown itself in you. Right. I mean, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, it, it's really not. And I mean, uh, did you guys 
have to have a blood test before you got married? No. So I don't know if it goes state by state. Anyways, not to get off the subject, but one thing you don't know, you don't normally don't ask your spouse to be, hey, what is your blood type? Are you RH negative or positive? A lot of people surprisingly don't even know what they are. Yeah. So here we are. That's something for everyone to think about and look at before they get married or before they have children. That's a good question to ask. Yeah, because I definitely wouldn't have married a man if I knew. <laughs> I know. My nightmares at night now, like, no, leave me because I might not be able to get each other. I had a horrible dream the other night that apparently, Mom, I was cursing at you. I had this crazy dream where Amanda ended up leaving. Amanda ended up leaving me and I had some issues with you. Grandma was in it. There were some other people. And like I always do, I'm cursing at night and stuff while I'm sleeping. <laughs> you do. You always cuss and, when you sleep talk. So, yeah, that, that wasn't good. But, yeah, you don't have to worry. I won't be leaving you because we're having pregnancy and Your issues. mom would kick your ass. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Very true. So... Yes, definitely. Again, the idea is to let us know like, hey, whether it's just support or the podcast will still be going, we'll still be talking about interesting shit. Sorry, I have to keep muting my mother's mic because it's not nearly the quality of our mics. So it picks up a lot of other sounds. Um, You'll hear the difference when she's talking and when I have it muted. But yeah, we might have to do IVF or something. And, it, you know, I know a lot of people go through that and they have successful bouts. So, you know, if we figure out that that's the avenue that we have to take, I would really love to, you know, communicate with those that have done it and, you know, just our experience, you know, not saying that that is going to be our only avenue, but it might be a possibility if we have the means, um, you know, and that's something that we'll have to figure out in Mexico. Yeah. And, you know. Ideally, I would like you to get pregnant and us to go through that whole experience together because I think that's a very important part of it. Like, if we had to do a surrogate or something like that, like, granted, I would do that if that was like, they were like, hey, you could either not have a kid or you can have a kid through surrogacy. Yeah. Then I would do that, but we would like the process of just, you know, that whole process is what is I so gotta ruin my vagina at least one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sure it's a lot cheaper in Mexico to get it tightened way back what, up. Though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> get it fixed. But you guys also don't know, so I wouldn't think about that a great deal until you actually see a specialist. Mm-hmm. There, there's doctors out there that really do know what they're doing. And can offer great advice. And so before you put the cart before the horse, let's wait and see what other things you can find out once you talk to a specialist that really knows what is going on with your situation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if we do end up doing a surrogate, are they able to like put some more melanonin <laughs> and melanin, sorry, mel- melatonin. melatonin and melanin. Uh, Let's pick the dark baby. into our baby to make him a little bit darker. I don't know possible. if they can tell that. I know they can tell the sex, but well, one thing 
you have to remember is you never know what a baby is going to come out looking like. And Sean, just because your skin isn't necessarily as dark as your dad's or your sister's <laughs> does not mean that that baby is going to come out white. That you, recessive genes can really come out and you could be surprised. Yeah, very true. Because be your like, grandfather. Whose baby is this? <laughs> your grandfather, your dad's dad was dark and his dad was very dark so anything can happen saying there's a chance there's a chance so to you know to lighten up this podcast and everything um yes very sad times for us we were really really looking forward to being parents and we've talked about it on here i mean this is definitely the thing that i've been most excited for in my life um, and it's something that I know I'm supposed to be doing. So to have this happen and have to wait, it really sucks. But we're going to figure it out. Like I said, we'll talk to specialists. We'll be giving everybody updates along the way through the podcast and everything. Nina, stop chomping on your foot, please. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And again, it'll just, we'll, we'll keep giving you updates because the story will progress on this a weekly basis. A speed bump in our journey but yeah but we're definitely still going to be doing the podcast and talking about our experience moving down to mexico and you know visiting doctors down there and what the medical care and you know all of that stuff is like down there along with everything else we're experiencing so it might turn to a little bit more travel heavy for you know, the foreseeable future, but it'll definitely continue with the parenting stuff. And again, we'd love to have you guys chime in and just let us know the shit that you're going through. And, you know, I know very few people have just perfect lives and pregnancies and, you know, everything works out the first time. Great and grand. So hopefully we can get pregnant soon because we still order that crib. <laughs> yeah, we got that. We got that fourteen hundred dollar crib, thirteen hundred dollar crib coming. I might start sleeping in that fucking crib myself. Uh, get our money's worth. Oh god! But the best part is the trying to get pregnant. You know, now I don't know how much detail they want to go into on their podcast about talking about that, but um, you know, I, I keep giving them pointers: go camping, <laughs> go up where it's cold. Both times I got pregnant, we were camping, you know, and it was cold. And so the little sperms, they run a lot faster and they get busy. So, you know, there you go. Well, I can tell you, it will not be cold in Mexico. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll be we'll super be, relaxed. I don't think we'll be doing any camping, but uh, I'm not saying babies can't be made on a beach or something. And trust me, this if you've listened to the podcast up to this point, you know that we are not shy of talking about <laughs> doing it and stuff so oh yep um i still have a give it to me come on mark don't be stingy (laughs) okay well you you just uh, let me have it right now i want to i need it i need it right now oh god (sighs) so so that's uh that's our update on the the pregnancy uh side of things um I mean, I guess maybe to 
pivot a little bit. Uh, we've been putting Mama Charlene to work, son. Yeah, we've been putting in some fucking work out here. The house, like you guys know, was not in good condition. It, and then- it wasn't. It wasn't like there was holes in the walls or anything like that. It was just like the hidden, like. All the things that you thought would be cleaned weren't cleaned. So it just seemed like, oh, did you guys actually clean? Like we told you the carpet smelled like piss and stuff. And so we had to remove those. Yeah. The carpets are up in the two spare bedrooms. The primary room still has carpet in there just for the fact that our bed is in there. And, you know, Nina and I don't you know, want the little pokey sides, you know, we'll, we'll wait. But we can manage sleeping in that room. I don't want to be in there all day, but yeah. We yeah. scraped the popcorn ceilings the other day. Amanda's brother, Shane, came over and helped us knock that out. Me and him did the entire house, basically. Yeah. Um, we've painted almost the entire thing now. Like, it's much lighter. It's looking a lot better. Ripped up all the baseboards and we'll be... Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Cleaning those up and... Yeah, so the the part that's kind of shitty is that the floors that we have are discontinued. So my options are either to put new carpet in the bedrooms and then tear up the living room to replace the water damage part of the kitchen or to just redo everything and just luxury vinyl plank or, look, you know, waterproof laminate the whole entire house. And so I'm work- currently working with um, someone who's, trying to give me some wholesale prices through my mom's connections um, because she's a construction property management or project coordinator, project manager. I don't know, whatever she does. Um, So we're trying to find some deals on that. Uh, The style of the planks that we have are very skinny and they don't really make planks that look like this anymore. So we went to a couple different stores. It's making it a little difficult to just, just do the bedrooms and, you know, if we're going to keep this house and run it out for a while, I've, I don't think I want carpet in there after this experience because I'm just going to have to tear it up again in a couple of years. And that's going to be, you know, two grand every couple of years. And I might as well just spend the big bucks now, do it once and then have it last for the next 15 years. So it's a big, big ticket item. And then we got the ductwork in- inspected and that needs thousands of dollars worth of repairs. So um and it's more car issues our fucking car had more problems like um so to say that these last two weeks have literally been the fucking worst like yeah i would say that these last two weeks have been the worst weeks of my life they've these since i've i have literally like not had a bad day since we've been together in over four years and these last two weeks have been fucking awful (laughs) luckily we haven't had any issues with <clears throat> each our other. Relationship. No, yeah. we're leaning on each. Well, I'm leaning on him. I've been very emotional and Sean's been doing a really good job, you know, being there for me and I'm, you know, trying to be there for him. He's being strong right now. So I'm like, it's okay. I've been emotional to it. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, we were both really looking forward to becoming parents at this point. Um, yeah. Given that it took 11 months to get this far in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically that. And we won't even talk about how emotional I got. I mean, yeah. my goodness, you, um, you know, as a, already I'm a grandma, but it's totally different when your son and daughter 
are going to have a child. And I, I was so excited. You definitely got to call her your daughter-in-law. Because <laughs> well, my, uh, sorry, my, my son and daughter-in-law. I call her my daughter because yeah, that's she's what daughter, she is but now. Yeah. The way that sounds is weird. I know. People well, get it, weird. but <laughs> Whatever. we're not in the South. Okay. But, um, and, and, and I'll just say that, okay, so the first two weeks of this year have sucked for them, but they've had two weeks of this horrible crap going on. So that's enough for the next five years. So everything from this point on is going to be fabulous. Everything is going to work out and that's how we have to put our mindset on this. Yep. And they're going to have so much fun with everything they're doing, trying again for a baby and moving and getting this house taken care of. So it's just going to be a positive force moving from here. Yeah. Yep. I definitely agree. And that was one of the shitty parts about going through this is we told certain people and then having to tell them like, cause a lot of people, a lot of people that we are good friends with her family are very excited for us to become parents too, because they think we'll be really good parents. I feel like most of my friends are like, Oh, you're going to be just an awesome parents. Not most of my friends. I only have a couple of friends. <laughs> and that they, is the comment I get the most. Like you guys are going to be the best fucking parents. Yeah. Like, and so to, have to tell those people that knew, like, we still haven't told Michael yet. Um, oh, didn't want to ruin no. his trip in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, but he just was like, the first person to find out. Yeah. They found out before you found out because we went to their house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that sucks having to tell people. And that's part of the experience. I mean, that's what happens if you tell people, I guess, too early. But, um, Besides the point, we're very excited. We're going to be leaving. Hopefully, we might have to spend another day or two out here in Arizona, but we're going to be leaving around the 23rd to the 25th, like we had originally planned, and make our our drive down there uh, to Mexico, and we're super excited for that. Hopefully, yeah, you got to get your passport back. Yeah, I got to get this passport back. So if you guys aren't aware... We knew this beforehand, but uh, our friend Curtis found out the hard way when he tried to come to Bali with us, and that's if your passport has six months or less on it before it expires, you can't travel outside the country. So mine had about two years on it left, and we just didn't want to have to deal with at some point me coming back here and waiting for a month or however long to get it renewed. So we sent it in like early December to get it taken care of, kind of thinking like, oh, by the time we leave, eight weeks, yeah, yeah, late January that we'll have it back, and yeah, haven't received it back yet. So we we won't be leaving until we get it. (laughs) That's for sure. I could, I could leave your ass here, but (laughs) I got, I went to the consulate and got my the first half of my temporary visa approved and all that stuff. Yeah, so Amanda knows the process of like going through that and she made a little video and we'll talk about that maybe uh, next episode just. Yeah, kind of separate them out a little bit. What Um, that process looks like. Yeah, Uh, but luckily I have a connect. So as soon as you get yours, I just boop send a message. You got an appointment. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Well, I did want to do this real quick. Bring my mom in a little bit more on this. Okay. 
What's up? You have selected. I So Sam and I were both born in the 90s, 90s babies. Amanda was not. She was 89, <laughs> old ass bitch. Yeah, um, I'm OG. Put some respect on my name. So 90s, mom, do you talk a little bit about Sam and I growing up? Because they, I feel like Alexi and Sophia are so similar to how we were at that age, which is my sister's kids. Um, they're close to like the same age difference that, Sam and I were, but are, are, uh, but did you have like, were terrible twos a real thing for us? Or like, you know, give me some, a little bit of progressions. When was Sam a real bitch? Um, <laughs> I know I had problems with you growing up at certain ages that were much, you know, more difficult than other ages. What, you know, tell us a little bit about being an actual parent. And one of the best parents in the world. So you guys are hearing from the best of the best. <laughs> well, um, Samantha was, neither one of my children were planned. I mean, we wanted to have kids, but uh, we went camping. <laughs> I'll say that again. We went camping. And there was a little bit of uh, uh, red wine involved. Uh, <clears throat> naturally. Naturally. Uh, just with me. Uh, not with the dad. Um, but anyways, uh, so Samantha, we had her first. She was born in 1990. And boy, was she a handful. I mean, right away, the girl started walking at seven months Holy and shit. one week old. So That seems pretty early because I feel like it's taking Alexi early. a while to walk. Yes, yeah. very early. Um, Sophia, Samantha's child, started at 14 months. And Alexi is going on 15 months, and he is walking but just holding on to stuff. So just to give you an idea, she did it in half the time. Jesus. Wow. And, uh, and then Sean came along, and let me tell you, Samantha was so excited about having a baby brother. And she just couldn't get enough of him. She spoiled him rotten. She wanted to hold his bottle for him and hold him. And just that was her baby brother. And she let everybody know. Now, Samantha was born bald. <laughs> so Sean, was I. <laughs> Sean, on the other hand, he had a head full of hair. Big blonde curls. I didn't come out with big blonde curls. Well, he came out with head on his hair. Yeah. Hair, hair on, on my head? Head. <laughs> head on his hair? Yeah, hair on your head, yeah. Ooh, yes. Um, anyways, they were 22 months apart, and I think Alexi and Sophia are a little bit more than that, but you could tell right away that Alexi adores Sophia just like Sean adored Samantha, and they mm. followed each other around all the time. And I swear, my sister has the cutest kids. I mean, yeah, Sophia is for sure super freaking cute. And then Alexi, Alexi is, is literally just—it's going to be a real problem growing up. I think both of them will be. But he has yeah. the biggest cheeks, and Sophia calls him Chi Chi. 
because of his <laughs> cheeks. She also calls him Blexi because she can't say Alexi, and I just think it's adorable. Well, doesn't she also curse? Yeah, the other day she was walking around the house going, I am a sucker. Ha 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 ha. Knowing damn well that she wanted to say fucker. <laughs> But she would just say sucker and look at me with this little shit-eating grin on her face. Wait, didn't you just send us a video? Or didn't we have a video of her saying? Yeah. Bitch or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she thoroughly cusses. And, of course, oh, I was down there with him for a year. And so Samantha and Alex blame it on me. Now, Alex drops the F-bomb all the time. And Hey, you Kelly, know, you want to come sit down and not walk around? Samantha... Uh, has a sailor's mouth too so i don't know how i got blamed for it but i honestly don't think cursing for little kids i mean as long as they're not doing it in school to their teachers or something right. is but that kids don't know the difference at that yeah, point i think they're i just, just don't think it's that big of a deal i actually think it's kind of funny but well, i wasn't even allowed to say damn until i moved out of the house so. yeah i think we've established that your upbringing and <laughs> i never ever is. cursed ever cursed in front of my family ever we're a little bit different <laughs> when david said like shit or something uh the other day when he was in there he fixing cusses. the door and then he goes oh i'm sorry i'm like you don't have to censor yourself in front of my mom Trust me, she's worse than you are. <laughs> I have my few favorite words, but come on, we all do. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the first time Samantha ever cussed was uh, when my husband was driving the I car. This. Well, I don't remember this, but I remember the story. And he honked the horn, and she said, uh, you Stupid fucking asshole. <laughs> Actually, what she said was, you stupid fucking asshole. And Mark looked over at me and said, where did she hear that from? And I just looked at, I don't know what you're talking about. I told, yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't talk like that. <laughs> but I think it's so cute when kids cuss. I mean, you, you want to laugh, but you shouldn't laugh because that just encourages yeah. them. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So laughing, weird. but it's so funny because cursing is so funny. It yes, is. It's just funny. There's such great words that till they're cussing at you, they're like, "Hold on, little fucker." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until they get to the age where they're like, "Hey, fuck you, mom." You're like, "Jeez." Yeah, and Sean and Samantha were really, really good friends until uh, Samantha was 13 and Sean was 11, and they had, I think that was the ages, and they had about six about months. Right where they just hated each other's guts. She used to fuck me up. I mean, she <laughs> would grow her nails out, and she would just, like, dig them into my arms and my back and shit when we would get into fights and stuff. And, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Brutal. For the longest time, because I feel like most girls, uh, they get taller faster. They get bigger, yeah. you know, yeah. girls grow faster, and then they... Me and her are, like, the same height. Where I was very tall earlier too yeah and so i didn't hit growth spurts until like i think i mean i'm larger now but i think between like seventh and eighth grade i grew like the majority of my height so it was like six inches over summer or something oh, like geez. that um but before that i was not a small person but i was 
smaller and my sister was taller than me the majority of our early childhood years so she could you know still fuck me up for quite you know amount of time but yeah I didn't I didn't remember what ages that were because for the most part from my recall from our childhood was us being friends most of the time yeah best buddies they were they were best buddies they used to cover for each other all the time. Oh yeah, and, and as you should, yeah, as a it, sibling. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, I remember Sean telling me later, and I had similar stories from my mom once we got old enough that she wouldn't beat my ass anymore. Uh, uh, Samantha used to come up to his window and knock on it, his bedroom window, so she, he would let her in. Oh my God. So she would get out in the middle of the night and then my stupid ass remodeled her bedroom and put a sliding glass door no, in No, no, no. Those were French doors. Oh, French doors. Oh, my That's God. right. The French doors. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, my room was the one that was at the front of the house. Yeah. So she couldn't get in unless she went around the backyard yes. to her room, but she could come in through my window. God, um, I always covered for Keith, and Keith had told on me, and that's how I ended up moving across the country because I got in trouble because he told on my ass. Well... <laughs> See how you guys' relationship is now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lacking a little bit of trust there. You gotta... <sighs> Fucker. Yeah. The luxuries of having siblings. Yeah. If you are a Keith only child, please reach out and let us know how shitty your life was not having a brother or sister. To let you sneak back inside yeah, the what, house. What type of things? <laughs> Keith taught me how to sneak out, but then when I did it, he would tell on me. That's a super... Dick move. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Fucking. Yes. Well, my bedroom was on the third floor. And in order for me to sneak out, I couldn't go down the stairs because they all squeaked. And mm -hmm. my mom and dad's bedroom was right underneath mine up in the attic. Oh. So I used to go out my front window with a rope. Oh my God, shimmy shut down. up, shut yeah. up. Shimmy down rope. to the roof that was <laughs> over the front porch that was right outside of their window and then jump off that roof, the front porch, down to the ground. Oh my God, tuck and roll. Yeah, that was easy. Wow. It was the getting back in part that was hard. And I had nine sisters and brothers. Do you think any of them helped me? Hell no. That's crazy. Yeah, so. That's fucked up. But hey, that, <laughs> that stuff builds character and yes. you got to learn how to, Muscles. you know, learn how to do those things when you're young because. Yeah, my dad, David would always wake up at two. And so the rule was like, you got to get back before he wakes up. I like, got to cut the night early. I got to be back. That was I, another thing. You're growing up, your um, <clears throat> rules and stuff that you had to abide by were so different. Amanda and I have talked about this like. You guys, as parents, were like, hey, if you get good grades and you're doing well in your sports and, you know, these other things, you're being a good fucking person, then you can do whatever you want. And it was always like, hey, we're going to give you enough rope to hang yourself with. So either you can, you know, use that rope to climb out of the window in the middle of the night or you can... <laughs> And go have some fun or you can hang yourself with it. Either way, we're going to give you the leeway to do the things that you want to do because you're doing the right things. And I think that's not, I'm not saying that's where your parents messed up, but I think that's where a lot of parents are like, hey, we still want to keep the constraints in you because 
certain points in your life, you were a really good kid. You got really good grades and everything I like that. You were on the cheer team. I had straight A's my entire life. I was on every honor roll. I was cheerleading captain. Um, and I remember being in Oregon. The sun would go down at like 10 o'clock in the summers. And I would have to be home at 10. I'm like, I'm fucking coming home and the sun's still out. Like, I'm a fucking senior in high school. What is this? And then so I would just sneak out like every night <laughs> and just be home before my dad woke up in too. And I think that sometimes is what causes like, oh, my parents don't trust me and they don't, well, you know, fucking respect me. So I'm going to start doing shit that I'm not supposed to be doing because they think I'm doing that shit anyways or they think I want to do that shit anyways. So I'm yeah, going to do that well, stuff. I did get expelled but i gave them reason not to trust me but i was just like fuck you i'm gonna do it anyways yeah, you're a kid you make mistakes and stuff but yeah still yeah definitely. anyways anything else mom well i just have to say that uh, uh all the highs and lows and ups and downs that my kids put me through and believe me they were normal kids i mean they got into normal type troubles but they got really good grades in school and they played sports really, really well, well enough to, for both of them to get scholarships. Uh, they pay, played their musical instruments for a long time. And then, Yeah, I played know, saxophone, people. Mm-hmm, saxophone. saxophone. He's yeah. never sexed me to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, uh, no more saxophone for Sean. <laughs> yeah, but with all of that, you know, and the, the highs and lows that you get when you're raising kids, um, They've both grown up to be wonderful young adults. So there you go. Speaking of highs and lows. This is our highs and lows intro. Do you know what movie that's from? I do not. It's from Step Brothers. Oh, God. (laughs) No wonder I don't know that movie. It's a classic. Uh, Whatever. Anyway, so... (laughs) Yeah, guys, make sure that you uh, stay tuned in, keep listening, keep supporting us, keep reaching out and, you know. uh, Tell me everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Tell (laughs) us about your stories. You know, this whole uh, process of life, this whole thing that we go through is a lot of people struggle at different points and. I haven't had very many struggles in my life and I know Amanda has definitely had some, but this is probably our biggest struggle thus far. And you know, it's up in the air if we're going to be able to actually have a kid fingers crossed, we're going to go see some specialists and find out some actual information. But yeah, I mean, reach out, let us know, chat with us about your experiences because they're all unique to your own story, and we would love to hear them. Mm-hmm. And our story is really still just beginning because there's a lot of awesome memories to be made. and Lots of life left to live. Yep, exactly. Mom, any last words? You've only just begun to live. You've only just begun. And Amanda does not, Amanda spent a lot of time around my mom um, since we've been together. And she now truly understands (laughs) why there's things that I'll just randomly sing, uh, whatever it is, you know, hear a word or something. (laughs) You can just sing songs. And that's because my mom 
growing up would take any fucking word that she heard and just she knew a song from it and so she'd start singing a song about it so and you've been with us for quite wait, almost a week yeah she, and the there's been lots of singing and i was like oh she really does sing sing a lot of singing i drive him crazy that really well, he does me. it yeah. he does it now I'm like mom why are you singing again and then <laughs> and then I'm he's like, just like <laughs> so you get the best things from your parents especially oh. your mom yeah yeah <laughs> well i appreciate you very much for coming out here and helping us get a lot of this shit done because couldn't have again, done any of this yeah we, we wouldn't be nearly as far along if we didn't have you with the work that we had to go through and the shit that was coming me being up stuck and, in bed for days yeah mm-hmm. so you know greatly appreciate you're always such a fantastic mom so you know we both love you very much and you booked your tickets to come down for my birthday in Mexico yeah baby that so. I did we yeah. will see you guys again here very shortly in two months. Yeah, literally. Well, a little uh, less than two months. You'll be going months. home in two months from today. Yeah. So yeah, fifteenth. Yeah, the fifteenth. Yeah. Right. So I'll yeah. be down there on the seventh. No, you won't be going uh, home. You'll be going out to Florida, right? Uh, n- a week after, yeah, oh, okay. for Sophia's fourth birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just travel. Uh, back and forth just to see my kids those are my vacations you know just to be with them Put her ass to work. yeah just yeah. to come places and mm-hmm. babysit and get be, be mm-hmm. put help, to work and help remodel homes and that <laughs> kind of stuff yeah looking so. forward to that in retirement nina and kelly looking right at you yeah well and i brought my dog yes yeah well this has been the uh Trying to Parent Podcast, episode 11. Much love. Appreciate you tuning in. We up out of here. We up out of here. I'm going to send it out on this lovely... Oh, thanks for licking my hand. One of my favorite... Okay, that's enough. Thank you. That was the dog, not the mom. I'm going to send it out on this great song uh, that love singing to Amanda when we're going through some tough times. Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go. Thanks for listening, y'all. Love you. Love you.